Uh-oh. Hello, everybody. It is the morning metro. It is, uh, oh man, I, I'm really out of practice. It is November 10th, 2018. We, of course, your host, Gertrude and Gertrude. And Gertrude, why do you have a you have a connection interrupted? Try reconnecting. Rip. Well, you remember what I just said? Uh oh. Uh huh. Uh oh. Um, you uh, see, I, I have a batch file that starts every day at 10 a.m. Uh huh. That uh, refreshes my and renews my IP. Uh huh. And it just got. I just started doing that. Oh, this is awkwardly fun. <laughs> You see, the reason I said it at 10 a.m. Beautiful. Is because I'm usually at work. Beautiful. And it usually doesn't bother me. Beautiful. fan frickin tastic <laughs> Can we please get some... I need, I need to put some laugh track in here. <laughs> but I'm knocking again. I'm knocking again. All right, try again. Let's see if we get you back in the appear room. And one day we will switch to Skype where it has NDI and this will not be a problem anymore. All right. I'm waiting. Mm. Gertrude's are knocking knock. in the studio. I'm knocking. I don't Let see it. Knock again. Oh knock goodness. harder. Knock, knock, knock. Here, let me, let me try to refresh the... No, 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 oh, no, no. Oh, I just no, refreshed. No, no, Oops. No, 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 no. All slow, uh, slow, slow. Oh, dear. Oh, one person wants to get in. Hey, now I saw it. Let in. Thank you. And he's back. All right, now my co-host is here. Hi, Gertron. You feeling okay? Hi. I'm here. I'm that's, alive. That's Somewhat. fantastic. Maybe. That's I don't great. know. Yes. What do you think? I, I don't know. I think, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm just glad to be here, be back doing TMM. Sorry for the lack oh of episodes. We've been taking a bit of a hiatus, I think I could say. I think a bit of a hiatus and working on other things and all that kind of stuff. But we're back and we're here, which is great. And we're on episode mm. number what what number episode are we on now? I have no idea. I didn't mark it. Oh, we're episode seven. We're episode seven. Okay, that's great. We're on episode oh, seven. I thought you were asking how many episodes in total. I have no, no idea how many episodes in total. No, well, we do ten per season. So we're on we're uh. we've got like three left, if uh -huh. I can math correctly. Yes, uh -huh. three left. Which is fantastic. Uh -huh. So, um, uh -huh. I think I'm the only one here. Well, th well, welcome, Phantom, to the Morning Metro. A much different format. Do you like our desk, by the way? I know you're kind of new to the show. Um, but yes, so we've got, once again, a packed show, as always. And I think without further ado and anything else, we're going to go ahead and jump into this. And Gertron is the first, first person to take our show. So take it away, Gertron. Okay, so Samsung has come out with a foldable phone, and it opens into a tablet. Okay. I, so that's that's cool, but I'm just like, why? <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect cue on that one. Why? Um, okay, yeah. Go, go ahead and talk <laughs> some more about this. Go on, go on. Samsung on Wednesday gave the first glimpse of its upcoming foldable phone says it will be mass-produced in the coming month. Justin Dennison, Samsung's senior vice president of mobile marketing, showed off the phone, which is a tablet when it's fully open, and then a phone when it's closed. It uses a new display technology called Infinity Flex Display that allows you to open and close the device over and over without any degradation. I'm sorry. There will be degradation. It's probably just so minute that by the time it's mm -hmm. broken, yes. you'll be buying a new one anyways. 
Yes. The Infinity Flex display represents an entirely new mobile platform. Denison said, we've been living in a world where the size of your screen can only be as large as the device itself. We've added a new dimension to help you browse, watch, and multitask like never before. Okay, okay. So there's a video here. Yes, okay. And we're, we're going to play that. Let me, so what uh, part of the, can, uh, where's the, or is it toward the bottom of the page? You can obviously see my screen here. No, it's up. Up uh, at the top. Actually, actually, it's probably right there. Samsung unfoldable flexible phone. Right, right there. But, but you see the big black box? Oh. Right, t right there? Yes, this one? Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is, this is strange. Uh, you, your ad blocker's blocking it. Uh... <laughs> More technical things as you know what we do so much on the we, we do so much on the show on this show that is on the fly I really actually push the play button uh, Oh what? Uh, we want you a uh, yeah, and uh, perhaps you're, there's a YouTube is there a YouTube so, video Gertrude? So it's probably YouTube. Video I don't somewhere. know. Give me a moment. I'll see. Oh, where'd my mouse go? I'm stuck my mouse with yours. Okay, whatever can you can you find that's, it because I have lost my mouse. Phantom <laughs> says that's pretty cool, but it looks very fragile. Exactly. Like I can, I oh think my. I can. I think it, up at a certain point, it's kind of like was who asked for this kind of a thing. Like exactly. was this here, who Sam, Samsung fold foldable phone. Here we go. Let me go. Let's go take a look. See here. As let's look at the commercial. As it. Firefox, please. Uh, ah, yes. Um, I guess we'll take it from Engadget. So this video comes from Engadget's YouTube channel. So here we go. As okay, that's twelve minutes. Oh, um, looks like there. in real life and yeah. how it works. Let me scrub to. Oh, Want to know more? Where's his? What you could do is up there where it says Samsung Flip oh. Commercial. Because oh, there we go. When that it's looks open, very blocky. It's a tablet. But why did they darken the lights? A big screen experience. I have no idea. Thank you. It's probably so they can see the screen. But that's that, it's gorgeous. That's gonna be. I'm excited to. I I don't know. I feel like it's it's kind of like. <sighs> I can see on the one hand if maybe you're a tablet person and you want a hybrid. I can see that. Where you would want to have your phone un unfold, but then then I feel like I'm carrying a book. Like let us exactly. now open let us now open a book to page blah 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 and scrub through. Like I don't know. Oh is this is this really it, the next thing that phone is this the direction that phones really should be taking though? No, no. It the first off the dang phone is so thick and because mm -hmm. it folds, if anything is in between that fold when you like go to close it. It could uh, crack the screen, and then all of yes, a sudden, you're I can paying see who knows how much to fix the screen like that. And considering that the screen itself is so mm -hmm. new, yeah, and so high tech, it's probably gonna cost them. Now, I want to say, I want to say first of all, I I personally knew about foldable displays back when my dad had a different job. Um, the the there was a research lab that he um worked at and stuff and they were talking about foldable displays for soldiers originally you know like mm -hmm. the soldier would carry like a foldable display on his on his arm that would give him like data about the current situation or something like that that's yeah. a lot of the stuff like vr headsets foldable displays originally is developed by the military yeah. and then it goes to the consumer so yeah. but the thing is is that the fact that it's now made its way to consumer level 
this is not as fluid of a device as this could be. Yeah, I personally would not use it. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, it's okay. For a tablet, it's still not big enough. Yes, I agree. It's, I mean, so it's kind of like two phones in one, but why? I've got no reason to use it. And the fact that it folds, my question is, is it going to snap into place when you fold it yeah, out? I, or it would when make you're watching it, it, watching something, is it just going to all of a sudden, you know, bend in on itself? And uh, I'm, Yeah, I'm, I'm a little... I am a little concerned about it. I feel like that after, like, how many, like, it's almost like phones are going to get, like, it, um, we'll end up having like a, a fold rating, you know, this could be folded, you know, 16 million times before it breaks oh or whatever. You know how like, uh, you know how mechanical keyboards, they have like, it, this could yeah. be pressed 16. Yeah, it's gonna be the same thing eventually. Yeah. And while the screen itself, they say the screen itself doesn't degrade. Mm-hmm. What about the, the, the actual movable parts that are actually allowing the phone to bend back and forth? There's got to be hinges on it. Yeah. How strong are those hinges? Those that- hinges, they get, they'll get stuck. The, I mean, they're they're. I, well, actually, you know what it reminds I, me of? It reminds me actually of Nintendo's implementation of the 3DS, where like it folds, and Gershon can kind of see it by the camera here. That like you know, this is like a folding device and stuff. Like how many different times? How many times could I like unfold my DS or whatever before like the hinges you know crack on the device itself? Like I don't know. I I should play this by the way. Um, sorry, but <laughs> I mean like I don't know. I feel like at some point this is just gonna like. It's going to crack, and it's going to feel mm-hmm. cheap. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I would, I would have to, like, I mean, I would have to obviously try it myself, which mm. I probably won't end up, you know, dealing with. Do you think anyone will ever find Force Fen's treasure? I haven't heard that one before. And hello, uh, Hoax uh, Not n- n- Negotiable. Negotiable. Welcome to the stream. Welcome um, to the stream. Yeah, so I, I don't, I don't know. It's a really good, um. I don't, th- I don't think this is going to be good. Um, now. If they come out with uh, a a foldable phone, but it's like paper thin, mm-hmm. like uh, like uh, uh, like plastic almost, mm-hmm. but like a, a movable plastic, mm-hmm. then I, I think that'd be cool. But um, this now, I don't like this at all. It mm-hmm. looks horrible, and the shape of it just looks horrible. Yeah, I definitely think uh I definitely think it um yeah, no. It's it's kind of like it was better on paper than in reality. And exactly. hoax for and hoax for uh for context, we're actually talking about Samsung's foldable display actually currently, not uh Finn uh, Forest Finn's treasure. But thank you for the information. Appreciate that. If you'd like to submit that to the yeah. uh to us, you can actually tweet at us at the morning metro on Twitter or uh email us um at the morning metro at gmail.com if you'd like to send that article to us. We'll definitely review it for consideration. All right. Um, um yeah, that's my thoughts on this. Ultimately, I don't I don't like it. I just, yeah. I don't either. I think it's silly. Moving right it's on silly. down the article train. Speaking of other things that we don't like, um, Disneyland getting rid of benches. Um, why? And this is now actually an article that I'll be covering here because I think this is actually ridiculous because I feel bad for old people. Does um, the forty-nine second video work? Uh, yes, it does work. There is actually there is a forty-nine second video that is correct, but it's actually mostly just music. Uh-huh. Um, but actually this is, oh, this, this is, they, huh, they started playing a different video. 
Oh, come oh, on. Oh, my goodness. They, like, they cycle through videos and stuff. Oh, gosh. Please tell me this is a... Come on. There we go. Oh, this is mainly music as well, too. Mm. The unexpected... Okay, so it's... Um, Disneyland is a busy place, says the description in this video. According to a report, 18.3 uh, million people visited the park in 2017. The many, uh, that many people can make it difficult to get around. Now Disney is taking out benches and chairs uh, in order to widen wa uh, walkways and paths uh, in, in the park. To compensate, Disney is reportedly adding more seating inside its restaurants. Uh, the company is always looking at ways to enhance elements such as guest flow, seating, and landscaping, which play important part of... I can't even read fast enough. Hey, 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 no, 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 get back there. I was reading, still reading that. Uh, important part of the guest visit to the park. Um, I'm sorry. I think that's rather a poor excuse for laziness. That's a Band-Aid. Like, that is seriously... Okay, let me actually just mm -hmm. go ahead and just read this article, okay? Um, so, that many people can make it difficult... Okay, let me get around to the... The um, OC Register noted that the entire theme park has a long been an attraction rather than just a collection of rides, making it uh, an inviting place for guests to come, sit, uh, for, sit for a spill, and make it all... I'll make it all in, but those benches and planters are now simply getting in the way of people making their uh, way through the park each day. So it's either more seating or fewer bottlenecks in crowded areas. Okay, now first of all, Disney's not hurting for money. Okay? No, they're not. They are not hurting for money. They could redesign the walkways for mm -hmm. Disneyland. They can afford it. <laughs> this is a cheap band-aid. Yes. Yes, this they is a could, very cheap. Okay, to compensate for loss of benches, Disneyland is reportedly adding more scenes to some of the restaurants. Now, okay, now back up here. Okay, imagine this. Ma play this with me in your head. You go to a restaurant in Disneyland. All right, you're all nice and comfortable. Whatever. You want to have maybe a quiet, you know, lunch, right? You order something, and you know you're waiting, you're waiting, waiting, and then all of a sudden you're wondering, you know, it's been about an hour. Where's my food? And then you realize that your waiter or waitress is stuck in a crowd of people because there are no benches outside. Thank Gertrude. Thank you for the acting. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, this is going to add more. Okay. So now you're redirecting the problem from one area to now your restaurants, which makes it difficult for the staff of the restaurants, make it difficult, makes it delays when food gets delivered, yeah. makes it dip, makes it a louder place. It's not quiet. It's a confined area and, and it's a fire mm -hmm. hazard. Okay, okay. Now, let me play devil's advocate right quick. So it says, which is, uh, they're expanding from 30 outdoor seats to 100 outdoor seats. Okay. So, here's what the restaurants are going to start doing. They're going to start saying, and this is how they're going to make money off of this. If you're here, if you're sitting in one of our seats, you have to have ordered something. So now people can't just sit mm -hmm. for the pure fact of just sitting because they're tired i mean they, they there needs to be benches because not everybody that goes there is young some of them they need to sit well, from time he, to time and they don't want to go to a restaurant to sit they, they want to be able to sit wherever they want and see the other thing is too you know like some people will go to these theme parks with like you know their grandparents okay or like exactly. people people that have like you know disabilities and they can't walk for long periods or whatever and stuff taking away the benches 
makes it mm -hmm. less mm -hmm. um accessible to get around the park and to visit. Like there might be actually be less people visiting. Um, See, here, it's here's what they need to do. They got the money. Mm -hmm. They expand bridges. They widen bridges. They widen areas mm -hmm. to compensate for the benches. Yeah. It's not that difficult. It's not that. No, it's not. It's really not. Because, like, I, I mean, yes, okay, you might have, all right, let's just say, theoretically, like, a month of downtime, all right? You're, so the park's closed for, like, a month, give or take, right? No, but, even better. Only parts of the parks are closed. Different parts they of work, it. They, they work on certain parts. They yeah. close certain parts. Of the you, you do it. You close down parts like <clears throat> you do a highway, you know? Like, exactly. it's not that hard. Exactly. And it doesn't take that much time either. I mean, no. They got the money. They're rich. Okay, okay. I'm curious. How much money yeah, does Disney have? Probably up in the billions. Uh the theme parks record last year, eleven parks around them were provided nearly a third of its forty five billion dollar revenue. Oh, and 20 of his 10.7 building operating profit. Um, yeah, they, they, they do make, they do make billions. Yeah. They make billions. They're roughly, <laughs> their capital market capitalization is about 150 billion. I am so sick of Band-Aid situations. I'm yeah. getting, the, the, the laziness is just absolutely unreal. And I'm getting really mm. sick of this. There, there is absolutely no reason in the world why they can't just, why they can't just do it properly. Okay, I, I'm sorry that if you have to close down your park for, you know, or certain parts of your park for X amount of days or whatever. But you know, that's also not really being well. Then again, there's a lot of other things that Disney supports that I don't support anyway. So why? I guess why would they want to do it? Yeah, why they want to? Yeah, hmm. I guess it really wouldn't matter. But still, you know, like. Whatever. That, that's just dumb. It's it's stupid. No. I disapprove. Exactly. We at the Morning Metro, I don't have anything that's like a... I don't have anything that's that's like a shame on you thing. I don't have a sound effect for it. Other than... Ain't nobody I, got time for that! I only have this. Ain't nobody got time for that! Ain't nobody got time for that! Ain't nobody got time for that! Yeah. Anybody got time for that? Actually, the other one I could play for you is... Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah right okay oh my goodness all righty well that's enough of that go ahead and uh gertrand let's go ahead and move uh, down the uh <laughs> the article train here as i close some tabs out all right hey, okay so we're we're okay we're gonna take a look today at deaths from gun violence how the u.s compares with the rest of the world Kind of okay. disturbing, but okay. Disturbing, yes. So I'm not going to really worry about the article itself. We're going to be taking a look at some of the graphs, and I'm going to talk about some of the graphs here. Uh -huh. So we're going to scroll down to the first one. How the U.S. compares with the lowest rates of violent deaths worldwide. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, the, this is comparing with the other countries that have the lowest rates of death by guns. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're at 4.43, and the other ones are, like, below 1. Which is, it, honestly, that orange bar makes it seem like it's really bad. Mm -hmm. It's really not, as compared to the lowest great people, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. 
but then 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 when we move down how does the u.s compare with the highest rates of violent gun deaths worldwide okay so here's where it gets interesting this this is why i said the top one mm-hmm. does, doesn't seem that bad the united states is at 4.43 the lowest highest gun rate violent deaths is at 15.19 mm-hmm. that's it's like almost four and that's times in, that's more. in Burz, uh Brazil. Uh, no, we're actually talking about the one in Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, okay. All right, right my mistake. <clears throat> uh, the one above that is Belize, and then mm-hmm. we have the Bahamas. The Bahamas? We go there for vacation. Rip, I guess not anymore. Not anymore. Brazil, Colombia's next, Jamaica, Honduras, Guatemala, Venezuela, and El Salvador. Now, these are gun deaths per 1,000 people, and this is from 2017. Now, I want to Don't say, go to El Salvador. Well, I also <laughs> want to say as well too that and I actually I was having I was having this discussion with with Mama Grid uh some time ago, those of you who don't know. That's Mama Grid's obviously my mom, obviously. Um and um you know, it's often been like um you know, people are like, "Oh, well they get rid of guns." Well, no. No, that that's that's the no, opposite of what you should be doing. It doesn't work. Because think about this, okay? Think about the Wild West, okay? Early American history, like open west, open land. Everybody and his brother and uncle and probably mother carried a gun. Mm-hmm. Carried a handgun, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. For self-defense. Yep. But the thing is also too, it was also a bit of a psyche in a way that, you know, hey, I have something that can defend myself, don't mess with me. You know, keep your keep your distance. And I think, honestly, in my personal opinion, as we always say in Morning Metro, all of our opinions are our own. You can disagree, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. I think that we should have open carry. I think we should. I, I, I completely agree with you on that. And the reason why I agree with you on that is because if everybody's got a gun nobody's going to want to pull their gun out and start shooting because they know they're going to die a few seconds later because somebody else in the room is going to have a gun too. Yeah. And you know, and I, and like, for example, I knew a friend of mine who said they, they lived in Texas and they said, if you, they've got open carry in Texas, he says, heck, you could walk down the street with an AR 15 if you wanted to. And nobody would mess with you. <laughs> well, yeah, nobody would mess with you. You could shoot. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, see, but that's the problem. And see, the the with the what I feel, what is so frustrating to me, and I really wish to God that somebody would please understand this. Like, Lord, please widen these people's senses here. Is mm. you take away guns from your citizens. But the bad guys are still going to get the guns. The bad guys are still mm-hmm. going to they're, – because they're going to black market trade that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're, and you're making it easier mm. for, the, for the guys that mean harm to do the citizenry harm. I'm sorry, but you know, mm. I, I, I don't care who you are. It's, I think that open carry would be a rather good idea. Because then it's like, oh, he's got you know something that if some bad – and not only that, not only that – Imagine if you're at a bank or a store and somebody loses his his you know his senses and starts cause a problem. If you have open carry, someone starts pulling you know their their gun out, they could actually potentially save a life, save several exactly. lives because you can disarm. You don't have to kill the guy, but you can still disarm him if you're a good shot. 
You know, exactly. shoot, aim for his hand, aim for his shoulder, aim for his, you know, something that just it, that just temporarily disables him enough for the authorities to come deal with him. You don't have to necessarily kill somebody. You could just disarm them. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, no, it's this, this is, this is, this is ridiculous, but you know, people with opposite opinions don't think this is a good idea mm-hmm. or don't agree with me. And that's fine. I don't want, I'm not asking you to agree with me. I just think this is just, this is just my personal opinion on this. Um, exactly. And see, there's some more charts down here. Um, yes. Okay. So then it's uh, how the U S compares with the highest rate of violent gun deaths in East, Southeast and Southeast and South Asia. Okay, mm-hmm. so the Philippines is pretty high at 9.2, but then it sharply drops to the United States is on top of that list. Mm-hmm. Um, McCad said drug trafficking may also be a driving factor in the two Asian countries that have u- unusually high rates of violent gun deaths for the region, Philippines and Thailand. Uh, so as far as deaths go, yes, the United States does have its fair share and as we move down the list let me just scroll down um, some more well we're actually looking at the how the u.s compares the highest rate of violence oh, gotcha. in north africa and the middle east which afghanistan and iraq are on the list obviously which, which i'm i'm kind of surprised here that we're higher than them yeah yeah that's that's that that's happened. yeah that's that's a bit surprising too not gonna lie yeah that is pretty interesting the question is, how many people actually live in Afghanistan and Iraq? Is it a thousand? Do they even have a hundred thousand people there? I have no idea. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So basically, I mean, we're somewhere kind of it, whatever it seems to be. You know, we're kind of somewhere listed in there. But there are, but comparatively, now, I mean, ideally, it'd be great if we didn't have. I mean, if we had, any. Yeah. Be, yeah, if we didn't have any, that'd be fantastic. But you know, whatever. Um, Mm-hmm. But, but again, you gotta look at the places that have next to no gun violence, like Singapore, Japan, Indonesia, China, South Korea. It's because their police forces and their their uh, action against crime is mm-hmm. so much much worse than ours. I mean, by that I mean the punishments are much worse than what we do. Yeah. No, I mean, you you commit a crime in the U.S. Yeah, you go to prison, but you get three square meals a day. You get free medical. Yeah. And you go to prison like in Japan or China or South Korea. And And you get hard labor and all that other stuff. Yeah, it gets much the the punch. Yeah, no, it's it's not. And and see, that's the other thing, too. And that's this kind of goes back to another little bit of a rant. The American justice system, while, you know, okay, maybe comparatively is better than some. I will admit that I think that there's some there, you know. It, this goes to a whole other spiraling conversation. Honestly, I don't want to get too hung up on it at the moment, just for the sake of moving down the article train here. Um, yeah. I just think that how we handle it could be better. The punishments could be a little bit, you know. I I don't think we should have bail on things, honestly, yeah. especially when it comes to hurting people's lives. Um, I think that honestly. People should spend, you know, if not the death penalty, then sp- then they're then they spend life in jail. You basically. see, see, I, I I differ with you on that. Go for it. Okay, here's my thoughts on that. Go okay, for it. so you commit a murder, you end somebody's life in a second, and mm-hmm. it's like let's say you get convicted. You know, they they say you're guilty and they send you to death row. You're gonna be in death row for years before they 
actually kill you. Uh-huh. I my whole thinking is if if you are said if you're committed if you committed murder and you're found guilty and you're put on death row, you have a minimum of one week to live. Hmm. After at the at being the, the reason you have that one week is so you can if you do have any family or friends, you can say bye to them and you also have time to contemplate your what happened. Mm-hmm. But then that's it. You're yeah. dead. Because here's the problem. Here's the problem. Do you know how much money our ta- how much tax dollars go to feeding and housing these criminals that yeah. should just be dead? Okay. How much does an inmate cost? I'm curious here. Okay. Incarceration costs an average of more than $31,000 per inmate per year. Oh. And in some states, it's as much as sixty thousand. That's more than I make in a year at the thirty-one thousand. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but they're they're getting three square meals a day. They're getting mm-hmm. yard time. They get free TV. Sometimes they get access to a computer and internet. I mean, they they don't have to do anything, and we're paying them a year's salary, basically. I guess I'm like. Sorry. I guess, you know, it goes back to a biblical, you know, sense here. So I'm going to try to center this back around here. You know, it says, um, and I'll, you know, if I've said this on my main channel, say this here. I am I am a Christian. I believe in, in what the Bible says and stuff. And God said in his word, the like, you know, a life for a life. You know, you take yeah. someone's life, you've also forfeited your own. Um, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, and it's kind of, it's that's kind of hard to swallow. Not going to yeah. lie. But, yeah. No, I mean, okay, you, okay. So in some countries, and I really wish our country would do this, if they don't want to do the death penalty deal, in some countries, if you go to jail, your family has to pay for all this. And if your family can't pay for it, then you might go hungry and you might die. Huh. I like that idea. Your family has to pay for your prison time, your food, your medical care. Interesting. That's great. That's, that's, ooh, that could get kind of, that could get kind of heavy. Real yeah, fast. but then who's going to want to commit a crime? Because then they know that their family's going to have to put up with them. And then if they do finally get out of jail, their family's going to be pissed. But nowadays, mm-hmm. if if you go to jail and then you come out, your family, usually, I mean, you just go back to normal. Your family doesn't care you were in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's it's just, it. yeah, interesting. Okay, so we're gonna head and move on to a lighter, much lighter subject. <laughs> that was pretty. That's that's a lot to. It's it's the subjects. We I don't mind talking about certain subjects on TMM, but man, sometimes it's just like, oh gosh, okay, I think I'm good now. <laughs> um, and I will say once again, just for the record, our opinions are our own. You're allowed to completely disagree, and that's perfectly okay. Um, so moving down the article train, it looks like Facebook is entering the hardware space. Hmm. Say what? They're all entering the hardware space. They had to follow up at some point. All right. So this comes from uh, techcrunch.com. So I actually, um, for once, sectioned out the the part of what I think was actually important of the article. So Facebook has created what they call the portal. 
Uh, Portal is not going to be the next centerpiece of your next smart home, for example, and the UI is pretty uh, bare bones, Mm -hmm. and the app store is utterly lacking. There's no web browser, and in spite of the large screen, you can't watch videos through Netflix or Hulu or YouTube. Well, it's not really designed for that. Uh, And Mm. so so I need to kind of back up. So basically... um, what the portal actually is uh, let me see what view i'm in currently okay i'm going to switch this so what the portal basically is it's a really super fancy video calling device okay so think star trek here and it's it actually you can i could say you know for example uh hey portal call gertron and it would call gertron and <laughs> he could you know pick up and then we're basically video chatting um and you know literally it actually does voice command um so the portal looks like this little device here. I know you can't. I know those of you that listening, is but, blocky and ugly. I'm well, sorry. I know those of you via audio cannot actually see it, but basically it looks like a screen. It's got a bit of a stand next to it. So there's the portal, and then there's the portal plus. Uh, Linus Tech Tips actually did a video about uh, about this. Um, this is actually what the 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 portal plus version looks like. It's much larger and taller, and the screen actually rotates and has some sensors in it and and some camera, and it's got a four microphone uh array system for a really good um audio it's got tweeters and subwoofer again this is pulling off the top of my head from watching a video last night about this device um so with that now put into proper uh hopeful context uh, so the rest of this uh, notes I wrote off said, in fact, ironically, this is one of the f- uh, one of the few pieces of consumer hardware on the market that won't let you won't let you access your Facebook feed. Of course, your Facebook account is still the key to logging in. By default, using a sorted array of algorithms, Portal will serve. Uh, serve off up half a dozen people as your inner circle of communication. You can always tweak the list. That list, however, calling is pretty much what you've uh, come to expect from these sorts of devices. Uh, a bit, I'll bet without the kind of overkill ux touches that many uh chat apps have it's it's a full screen video with a small overlay of what's happening on your end uh what's more remarkable is a combination of ai and camera tricks that help focus on its subject portal identifies and tracks people shifting the camera's framing accordingly excuse me Facebook actually worked with a professional cinematographer there to ensure uh, smoother. Okay, first of all, they uh, wow, that was a typo. Smoother transitions, uh, panning, and the camera to track and zooming in, uh, in up. Wow, that's kind of some awkward wording. In and out. Oh, in and out. Thank you, man. They, <laughs> I didn't. Really, wow. It, TechCrunch really had some misspellings in here. Gee whiz. In and out up to 10 times to fit as many people in the frame as possible. The camera movement takes uh, a bit of getting used to, but it's well done and surprisingly smooth. Now, there was a secondary article uh, that I marked as Source 2, which had... um, Potentially talked about the the potential risk of it maybe like listening to your conversations. I don't know. I didn't get. To, uh-huh. I kind of skimmed this very very quickly. I didn't really get a chance to read into this like I wanted to. Um, but I was watching this with my mom last night um, at the time of filming this episode, and she said to me, she says, you know, do you think this is really worth um, worth it as a device? And I sat there and I said, you know what? 
we have Discord, which is a which is Skype and Teamspeak rolled into one. We yeah. have Skype. We have Google Hangouts. We have yep. you know Instagram, you know which does voice chatting, you know video chatting. We have Snapchat, which does video chatting, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Yes, what Facebook is doing is different because I haven't seen any of those do the tracking stuff like what this does. But I don't feel like it's really worth it. Like it's, it's not, not. It doesn't feel compelling enough to be. Because honestly, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know what's funny? I would rather call my friends on Discord than actually use actual cell service. Like yes, Discord's quality generally is actually really good. Um, I mean, Gertrude right now and I actually, he and I right now are you actually using discord to speak and he's actually viewing yep. my screen to keep in sync with me. That's why he's actually, he's so on point today, which is really great. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I mean, we, we use discord at TMM to, um, for our communications and everything. Um, so yeah, like, I don't think that really Facebook is doing anything that's any more, innovative than what companies before them have done it's any if anything it's just another example of reinventing the wheel like gertrand's thoughts please i don't i don't i don't like this it looks ugly it looks bulky it looks like junk why don't not why don't you just use a computer or a, or laptop. a laptop yeah or, or your a smartphone even better or tablet. Your, your phone or anything other than this Yes, because it's, because if it's if it doesn't have the functionality of like a smartphone or a tablet, or whatever, what's the point? Like the, it's, the entire thing is designed to do just one thing. Now, if it had other apps in it, if it had Netflix, if it had Hulu, if it had an app store where you could download and install other apps, mm-hmm. then maybe it'd be fine. But then at that point, you'd be wondering, okay, isn't this just another tablet then? Mm-hmm. And then why wouldn't I just go out and buy a tablet? I rather have... than I mean, I'm looking at the pictures of these things. Mm-hmm. They look horrible. Yeah. I would not want this in my house. I mean, it looks briefly cool. I'm... Now, and honestly, now the mm-hmm. only other reason why Don't I be. might the only other reason why I might get it is if it had the ability to be used as a Bluetooth speaker, perhaps. Maybe wow. it might be a little bit more compelling. Maybe, but honestly. Wow. Um, here, you know wow. what? Product showing off. I use the UE Boom. It is a fan. This is a fantastic wireless speaker. I mm. absolutely. I, if anybody wants a really good wireless speaker, get the UE Boom, especially in the Mega Boom. Well, that and the UE Mega Boom is like it's actually it's bigger than this, but the same like quality. Like, I mean, imagine. I mean, like think about it this way. Like, I could. So I had a little keychain clip here. I could basically. Pair my phone with this, with this UE Boom, okay? Set it on my desk and call Gertrude to start video chatting. And this actually has a built-in microphone, this this <laughs> device. So why do I need this? Why is this a thing? I feel like we need to okay, actually... Okay, okay. Here, here's my thinking on why this is a thing. Because Amazon's come out with something. Oh, because Am- actually, yes. come out with something. Actually, on a side and note... Facebook <laughs> is the other big thing. Now... Has, has Twitter come out with anything like this yet? No. They're next. They're next. They're and, next. And if I also They're may next. say, um, this device, when I watched the video for, from it from Linus Tech Tips, this does have Amazon Alexa ta- uh, programmed into it. Are you Gertrude's done. Oh, Gertrude. and did you, did you know? Did you know that Windows 10, 
Windows 10. It is uh, getting I, Alexa. I've, I've been doing some research on it. Windows 10 has Alexa now. Yes, it's getting Alexa. I'm I'm like, Facebook just wants in on it, but they're crap. I feel like Facebook is like the kid on the schoolyard. It's like, hey, I want to play too. Yeah. Pick me, they're pick like, me, sure, pick me. Pick and me. Then they're a horrible player. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. This this is this is this is bull crap. And actually oh great segue, Gertron, because we're actually gonna be talking about Windows 10 next. Now I've been keeping an eye yes, I've been I've been keeping an eye on the the Windows 10 October update. I've been watching Epovox's um videos about yep. this, so I know exactly what's going on. But Gertron, please go ahead and talk about this if you would. Millions of PCs running Windows 10 October update haven't received critical fixes. Microsoft has spent the last month frantically fixing bugs on its Windows 10 October 2018 update. But if you're one of the millions of people who installed the update when it was available, you haven't actually been getting those bug fix updates. You know what's funny? Oh. My, my laptop actually got the October update. Um, and it's actually running it right now. Now, I want to mm. say I want to put some context on something here. One of the big so what was happening was um because we're kind of jumping in the middle of this what was happening was when they pushed the October update what was happening was that people's documents music yep. and, and other just folders going bye bye. well well hold on no hold on there's a reason for this what was yeah. happening was yeah, that it was the user group. It was people rerouting where their default documents and other things were being stored inside the Windows environment. And so when the October update came out, it was restoring the default directories and making it look like those people those those documents were being were disappearing. Now Ebovox has a very good video talking about it. Actually, I should have looked if I had known you were gonna do this article, I've actually I would have spent the time to go look up the video because he actually completely summarizes what was going on. Um but yes, so what was happening yeah. is, and actually, I have a friend of mine who actually works at Microsoft, and they actually get, um, they get what they what he called, uh, what was it, dog bone updates, basically, or something like that, mm. where basically, like, they're they're the like the rawest of the raw oh updates. My. That's even more than preview updates. Oh um, my. And they knew about this bug even before this was actually released but they didn't think mm. it was going to be that extensive and then they released the update which was update uh 1809 which is when people started noticing these issues now apparently there's some controversy about mm. updates bugging you know um report bugging system in their forum and you know people are just reporting things because they and upvoting it because they think their problems will report in other people or whatever uh, again this is all quote sort of a little bit paraphrased quote from epovox himself about this um and uh so yes that was that is essentially mm. what was happening now microsoft is spending quite a lot of time and they've had to push they originally recalled the update they were trying to fix it. They pu they pushed the patched update out, but then hmm. people are still having more issues with it or other related issues to it, to which then they're like, well, we haven't actually fixed it. Um, and then they're having to go back again to put more. So right now, this is this basically this wow. is an update that is, that is completely on hold right now. Um, now, like I said, my laptop has the, the 1809 update. I have not noticed any issues. Mine's, my hmm. laptop has been completely fine. I've got dark mode in my Windows Explorer, which is really okay, nice, wait, by wait, the wait, way. Wait, okay, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to back up just for a moment there. Yes. I can see your screen right now. 
I I need you to do something for me. Yes. Important. Pull one of your Windows Explorer screens into the view so I can see it. Oh, I don't have my 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 desktop doesn't have it. My laptop does. I can go okay. get. I can plug my laptop into into the. Okay. So so. Is it because you haven't turned it on on your desktop or because it isn't working? I didn't I well what I do is I usually install Windows's updates on my laptop to test them before it hits my desktop. I use my laptop okay. as like the sacrificial machine to test Windows updates before before it reaches my main system. I see. Okay, because here's you you're saying dark theme. Um I'm I'm sorry. I don't get a dark theme. Well, yeah, because it's only in the, it's only in the 1809 update. In the 1809 update, one of the things they released was the dark mode for Windows Explorer. But, okay, but you see, when I go to personalization, I can choose my default app mode and turn it on dark. Everything well, yeah. else turns dark except for my file explorer. Yes, but in the 1809 update, file explorer has a dark theme now. Oh, so are you saying that it will come out? Yes, it will come Eventually? out. Yes. Okay. You see, I will, okay, so for like the last month, when they were saying it was available, I was like, why isn't it working? And I was like, is my computer messed up? No. It has, it, it, the, it, that was what was part of in the 1809 update was a dark mode for File Explorer. <laughs> yes. Well, then they need to get that fixed. I want it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's third party software you could install, but I would rather not do that because there's too many vulnerabilities that you're being, you're introducing. But yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Getting back on track. So, yes, that is essentially okay. the mess that is the October update presently. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I will continue here. Okay. But Microsoft has been fixing them, right? Well, yes, kind of. But millions of PC haven't received those fixes yet. Here's what Edbot said over at ZDNet in a piece about Microsoft's refusal to communicate with its customers. Marcos says all of those issues were fixed in cumulative updates that were released on October 16th and October 20th, respectively. But if you're one of the enthusiastic souls who downloaded and installed version 1809 in the first weeks that it was available, you have not received those updates to get the fixes for what are undeniably serious bugs in the version of the Windows 10 that was released. Through public channels, you have to add your device to the Windows Insider program and choose the slow or release preview ring. That's not right. Customers mm -hmm. who are running... And official release version of Windows should not have to sign up for beta testers as beta testers to get critical fixes. And I agree to that. Yes. Because I, I don't deny that. The whole idea of a beta tester is if you're beta testing software, you need to know a little bit about software. Yes. And you're basically saying, uh, even if you have no idea what you're doing, sign up for a beta programs. And that, that way, if you come across issues, hey, you can tell us about those issues to fix an issue that we shouldn't have sent out to begin with. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's dumb. Yes. They should just get the fix out to them. It's like, may maybe here, here, there's a conspiracy going on here. Okay. They wanted more beta testers. So they sent this out, this horrible update. And the people who well, installed it first, they're like, hey, come, come join our beta tester program. We'll fix it for you. And then you can test our programs for us so we don't have to pay other people to do it. Well, you know, actually, considering the fact that they that they fired their research and development team or their or whatever whatever team it was to test it, that's actually not. I would not disagree with you. That's a very mm -hmm. interesting thought for sure. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know, mm -hmm. but yeah, very interesting. Um, wow. so yeah, um, that's just uh, that's where we stand. So right now, if you have the 
1809 update. I'm sorry. Um, but otherwise, if you don't have it, don't install it yet. Or you can't even install mm. it right now, actually. I think they had to recall the update for like a, a, a second time, second or third time now. Mm. But, I mean, but this is just a kind of sort of like, is Microsoft starting to lose, like, are they starting to lose their game as far as, like, when it comes to, um, uh, not game, but, like, are they, I don't know what the, even what the word is. Like, basically, I'm wondering, is Microsoft just starting mm. to kind of just sort of lose it in when it comes to, like, you know, operating system coding and stability? Like, are they just getting lazy? Are we seeing lack of quality, lack of care? What do you, hmm. what do you think here? This is pretty massive. I, I just, I just think Windows is just and Microsoft and Windows. They're just, they're just horrible people. Mm, and they, they have, they have a gun to our heads because Windows, Microsoft is like the most widely used operating system. So they could literally tomorrow decide to comp- to say, hey, we're going to release Windows 11, and it's going to be crap. It's going to remind you of Windows 95. Uh, We're gonna remove all the graphical interface, and you know what? Go back to DOS. No, people will buy it. Why? Sheep because people. They, because because almost all programs that are created are created for Windows primarily and then, first, and... and then it goes to Mac, and then it goes to Linux. But uh, Windows is on the top of that list. Whatever Windows does, all other programs have to follow. Well, then and then Microsoft will be doing this. <laughs> I actually kind of curious of what is the most used operating system in the world. That actually would be a pretty interesting question. Okay, let's take a look. While you what go ahead and do the most used OS in the world, that'd be Windows Seven is the most popular operating system. Interesting. Very Currently. Interesting. And speaking of more things that are dumb and lazy and plain stupid, fans blue boo blizz uh. Boo Blizzard at BlizzCon over Diablo mobile game. Gertron, you wanted you wrote this. Let's talk about it. Oh my goodness. So I'm not a Diablo fan by any means, but I came across this uh, story article and I thought it was it was funny. The, yes. Now I know how popular Diablo is. Diablo is like hugely popular as far as a game franchise yes as far as a game franchise goes and then uh, the diablo fans have been waiting for the diablo 4 to come out Mm -hmm. they've been waiting for it they've been salivating over Mm -hmm. and at blizzcon they knew diablo had something coming out they just didn't know what yet they were excited they were they were in Furiatingly happy and ex- just wanted this to come out, mm-hmm. and then something Blizzard beautiful. does this. Play right, the video. So we so we've got a video here. Uh, I don't remember what our source was from, so you have to what was uh, it? gear burn. Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to ahead and play this video. So those of you listening via audio will only have to will only be able to listen. But now, and those of you who are watching, oh, let me unmute the tab. Yes. Those of you who are watching, watch the watch the text on the side. How everybody's like, "Come on, Diablo, where's the game at? designer Wyatt Chang?" This is a bit of a two-minute video, so um, I may scrub through it depending. Yeah, you, every part is 
every part. Every part is good. Hello, BlizzCon! Kappa, Kappa, Kappa. Kappa, Kappa, Kappa. BlizzCon! Oh. We love Diablo! They're excited, and the chat's excited, we too. They're going the way crazy. Diablo has brought millions of players around the world together to slay demons. To Our slay modern world demons. is an increasingly connected one. Our mobile mm. devices keep us closer than ever to our friends, family, and loved ones. So we knew we want to use mobile devices mm. as the platform for a new Diablo game. Oh, and then it plays a video. Diablo 3 Mobile. And uh, now, if you're watching the chat, everybody in the chat is like going, what the heck? If you want to know more, we'll be back here on the Mythic stage in just a few minutes. And this those guy, of you who are horrible, here at BlizzCon, <laughs> thank you. Okay, just let it. Uh... We are gonna have. Sorry. <laughs> hey, uh, just was wondering, is this uh, an out of season April Fool's joke? <laughs> uh, no, it's it's a it's a fully uh, fully fledged uh, Diablo experience on on mobile, which everybody will get to play. <laughs> is there any plans to make this playable on PC or is this just strictly mobile forever? Uh, are there any, uh, yeah, this, this, the current plan is to be on mobile, both uh, Android and iOS. Uh, we don't have any plans at the moment to do uh, PC. Do you guys not have phones? Yeah, you guys that, all have phones. Phone. Really? Now, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> what happened to Diablo? <laughs> <laughs> that was a great <laughs> meme video for sure. Okay, so uh, clearly people are mad. She I couldn't tell. <laughs> I could not tell. Oh, and there were so many other questions that were asked because people were just so mad that it's only on mobile now. Now, and while Blizzard has announced mobile games at an event before, Diablo has long been held as one of the company's flagships and core titles. To mm -hmm. not launch a new PC version of a Diablo game is slapping the face of consumers and the title's more than 20-year legacy. Mm. Oh. There was barely any hints that Diablo 4 is in the works, even though Blizzard has teased that more than one Diablo project is currently in progress. Diablo Immortal will be the first time a franchise hits mobile, though. And considering Fortnite's mobile success and the rise of gaming smartphones, it seems the move could be quite the bountiful cash cow. And, of course, there's the trailer below. But honestly, honestly... Why? A game that has been known to be on PC for 20 plus years, all of a sudden saying, yep, well, never mind, we're going to mobile. I mean, people are upgrading their computers to make sure they can run this stuff. And now they got to go out and they got to buy a new phone just because they want to play a game. 
I'm sorry. I I I I feel like it's kind of like I want to ask: Was somebody drunk in the boardroom that morning? Yes. So they were like, hey guys, I have a wonderful idea. Let's put it on mobile. And everybody's like, yay! Oh, sorry. Where's my where's my uh, where's my crowd cheer here? They're like, beautiful! That's a fantastic idea. Mm. Yes, let's do it. So 10 out of 10, mm. project manager of the year. Mm, my goodness. Okay, okay. Let's let's think here. Uh, what would be a game that is currently only on PC that would do horribly on mobile? That Fortnite, we like. PUBG. Oh, Fortnite's already on mobile. And uh, PUBG's on mobile, too. Uh, Warframe. Warframe, yes. That would do horribly, or even better, Space engineers. Oh my god. As it is Lord, right now. No. Oh my god. It would, that would not be able to run. Trash. You could heat a room with your how hot your phone would get from it. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I really yeah, I really think that this was a very this was a very poor move for Blizzard or not Blizzard uh yeah, for Blizzard to yeah. make. Um very I really true. don't have a whole lot to say on it because I don't play this franchise. I don't know much about it um because again i just i don't play it but i i feel like it's i guess well it on the one hand i understand on the other hand it's dumb so the hand that says understands is the fact that you go where your money you know where new money is such as you know mobile gaming i can understand that from one perspective on the other perspective if your franchise lives and breathes and dies by pc pc gaming you don't do this this is no, the single don't. worst thing you could do it um, is. so i wonder with the amount with the amount of booing and backlash i wonder how that affects what blizzard does next well they will certainly uh still do the mobile game but I would assume that they're going to be trying to push out Diablo 4, the PC version, as quickly as possible. They better. Because they're going to lose, their, they're gonna lose their, their customer base in a heartbeat. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Exactly. And speaking of other things that could be lost, I love, I love the Segway articles today. It's 10 out of 10, actually. This is not planned either. Um, <laughs> North Korea linked oh hacking my. group stole millions of ATMs. All right, I actually... Oh, this is a very short article. Oh, this one was a short article. Cool. So this comes from endgadget.com. Lazarus, North Korea-linked hacking group that was behind the notorious... What a... Wait, sorry. What a cry! Sorry, I had to do that. Attack managed to steal tens of millions of dollars from ATMs in Asia and Africa. According to a report from security firm Semantic, the hackers deployed a malware called Trojan.FastCash and infected thousands of servers that communicate with ATMs. Mm. It then used that to access and approve its own fraudulent transactions and withdraw money from the machines. The FastCash scheme uh, has been going on for years. Oh, dang. According to Homeland Security's uh, Computer Emergency Readiness Team, USERT, or US CERT, sorry, that's a long name, uh, which issued a warning about the attack last month. The Trojan has been active since 2016. Two years? <laughs> Two years! And you now, oh my lord. Um, and has been used in a number of widespread uh, campaigns. Uh, yeah. 
campaigns. Uh, in 2017, the hackers used Fash Cash to simultaneously withdraw money from ATMs in 30 uh, different countries. <clears throat> Another hit that happened earlier this year drained cash across 23 countries. In most cases, the hit banking servers that are running out of date operating systems update your operating systems, folks, uh, meaning the exploit <laughs> may have been patched in more recent versions of the software. The ATM hacks are just Lazarus's latest high-profile attack. The group, which is believed to t- uh, have ties to North Korea, North Korean government, has been behind uh, a number of uh, noteworthy uh, noteworthy hacks. Lazarus carried out the 2014 attack on Sony Pictures that led to the leak of of the interview and a. Uh, and a significant amount of private documents and emails. They were also behind an $81 million theft in uh, Bangladesh Bangladesh, uh, Bank in 2016. And last year's Mm. WannaCry ransom outbreak that infected hundreds of thousands of machines around the Mm. world. Um, So first of all, I want to quickly say, I don't care if it's convenient. I don't care if it's easier. Don't use ATMs, okay? It's too easy yep. to get your money stolen. It's too easy to get a card skimmer. It's just, it's it's not, I would not recommend it. Um, so, like, so basically, um, yeah, it just, they can't, they, it was running for mm. two years and no one did anything about it? <laughs> Why? You're trying <sighs> Return thoughts. I, I, I'm just, I'm just thinking they need to upgrade security. They, these, these things should not be able to get hacked like this. Uh, I, I, that's a lot of money, and I don't use ATMs, and I never will use date. Yeah. Um. Crazy. Um. It was sort of mm. a short article and everything. I guess there isn't really a whole lot to say, but like, dang, you know. I guess you know if you were, if you were mm. subject to this attack, I say just check your account. Make sure there hasn't been any suspicious financial withdrawals on your, you know, debit, bank card, mm. whatever stuff like that. Um. But yeah, like, I, I you know, it really, it really kind of ir- irritates me. But so many of these attacks go unnoted and unchecked and unchallenged and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, there is so much that just slips through modern firewalls, modern operating systems. And, you know, and, and it seems like it's interesting, you know, the, the, the consumer market, like Windows and hardware, get mm. updated quickly, most of the time, usually. But when it comes to mm. hospitals, ATMs, banks, governments, they're the last ones that get updated. But they're also, because they are, they're also the quick, the easiest ones to get hacked. And it just doesn't send a good, mm. a good message or trend or anything. And it's ridiculous. So, yeah, I just, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Oh, anyway, oh so yeah, that 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 brings North us. Korea. Yeah, They're that brings crazy. us to the end of our uh, for the end of of everything. Actually, hold a sec. Make sure I have the. Hold on. I usually have a device supposed to play our outro music and stuff. Gertrude, do you have any more thoughts before I uh, put this into uh, into action here? People be crazy, but yeah, that's my thought. People be crazy. 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so, so much for uh, watching and listening to this episode of the Morning Metro. Um, and uh, we hope, we wish you, am I required to be here? Uh, we're just, you just showed up late, Blue Angel. We're actually just ending the show. Um, but thank you guys so, so much for, for listening and watching. We hope that you have an awesome Saturday and an even better Monday since we posted this on, on uh, like, basically on Monday and stuff. At least I've been trying to for your listening. For your writing to work, pleasure, and, and experience, all that kind of jazz. Uh, we will be back probably the – let me go look at the, at the calendar again. You should expect a new episode from us probably November 24th. Which is in about two weeks or so. Um, so, yeah, we uh, appreciate you guys. And we will see you in the next episode. Thanks so much. See ya. See you. Thank you for listening to the Morning Metro. All stories and articles belong to the respected companies. Songs used for broadcasts. Intro music. Retro Funky by Persephone. Remix by Sundance. Outro music. 305 by Approaching Nirvana. Music belongs to the respected copyright holders. For article submissions, questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at themorningmetro at gmail.com. Mm. 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 Mm.